taking you behind the curtain. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And I had Candace Bushnell on a while ago because um, she was doing her show, and it was a departure a lot of people thought. They know Candace Bushnell as a writer, as someone who is New York and who's had an unbelievable journey. Growing up in Connecticut, wrote a kid's book, comes to New York at age 19, and next thing you know, she's hanging out at Studio 54, and along this journey comes Sex in the City, Lipstick Jungle, and she is everywhere. She's a true Renaissance woman. And now, dear Candace is making her cabaret debut at one of the great cabaret rooms in the country at the Cafe Carlisle. And there's only going to be five special performances at the Carlisle from May 10th to the 14th. So welcome, Candace, And tell me, how did all this come about? Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on again. <laughs> Always wonderful to hear yes. your voice. Um, and I am so excited about doing this, doing these shows at the Carlisle. Um, it actually came about because I was doing, a, I wrote a one-woman show and then starred in it. And it was at the Daryl Roth Theater. Right. And... I think we did 50 performances and then COVID came. So right. we had to close. And then this opportunity came up at the Carlisle to do the show at the Carlisle. And it's really, I, I don't actually sing. Uh, so it's really my one woman show is there's still sex in the city that I've shortened it by 15 minutes. So that it fits into the seventy-five minute format, right? Window, uh huh. And and I will be performing it on the little stage at the Carlisle. So it's it's the first time they've done something that is is really like a play or a you know one woman show, right? Without the piano singing. So I'm really excited to do it. And it's such an intimate space. And, you know, the show is very New York. You know, it's, it should be the experience of really coming to my living room and now that, hearing stories that's amazing. about New York. And, of course, the Carlisle itself is part of it. And, you know, it's my stage show, Is There Still Sex in the City? And I, I answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I I know, but are you yourself surprised by this version of Candace that you're a real performer? I mean, it's one thing to be out there and to be the voice of Sex in the City and, and to be Miss New York and have a zillion people look at you or look forward to you. I remember my kids... Early on, my daughter would say, don't make any plans for Blank Blank Night. I've got to watch this Candace Bushnell thing. And I still remember the days of your column in the New York Observer. 
when out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere, you started writing this, and next thing you know, a household word. (laughs) Well, it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, You know, in a sense, I'm playing myself. and I have to say, I work out a lot more, and I have voice exercises that I do. So it's it's really, you know, it's really tapping into a different side of my personality. I think it's a part of my personality that I've always had, but I always suppressed it. And, you know, now that I'm, in my early 60s, which is one of the themes of the show, is there still sex in the city? It's about, you know, getting older, getting wiser, um, you know, still celebrating life and, and still doing things that are different and new. And so in a sense, you know, doing this is it's kind of maybe part of the theme of my life right now, which is to be courageous and do new things, because if not now, when? Well, I think even beside the fact that, you know, one is a certain age, the pandemic has rubbed it in, really. You're right. If not now, when? And that's been a lesson, too that we've got to really seize it and make it happen, which you've always done. I'm talking to Candace Bushnell, whom Candace, a performer, a journalist, a writer, a television producer. And I first met Candace, I can't even remember, it was in the 90s when she was writing her column for the New York Observer, and that later became Sex and the City. And it became HBO's Sex and the City, and movies, and even the new television sex series was picked up again. Now, I don't remember what you told me. Were you part of that in terms of the new picking it up? No. I mean, it's it's really a spinoff series. It has uh-huh. you know some of the same characters. It has some new characters. It has different writers. It's it's a different show, but they, right. but you know, it has some of my DNA and some of the DNA of, of the original sex in the city in it, but they very kindly give me a credit, which is very which nice. They sh- yeah, but they should. They should, I know. Right. Without you, there'd be nothing. So no sex, no city. So I'm right. glad they gave you a credit. I hope they give you money too. Anyway. Maybe a little. But, uh, but, you, but, you know, I'm always working on my own stuff and, and you know, I'm always working on an idea for a, a TV series as well. A TV version of Is There Still Sex in the City, which is something that I've worked on probably for the last at least two or three years. Yeah, but it's so. your new version of The Golden Girls. And 60, right, is like the new, whatever, 30, 40. It's a whole different world. It it is. It is a different world. You know, people are living longer. 
and they're living healthier lives. And, you know, I've got all kinds of theories about society and how we live and dating. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the dating stories. I Well, tell us, what about dating? Do you date or do you just meet people on your journeys? I, I mostly just meet people on my journeys. That That's mostly what I do. Although I think in one week I had a 91-year-old man was interested oh, no. and a 21-year-old. So what did you pick? I didn't pick either one of them. <laughs> I, I actually went home and thought, why is the universe doing this to me? You know, wildly inappropriate. You need material to write. That's why the I universe need, said, take this. Yes, exactly. I need material. And that's plenty so, of material. You know, I mean, I just want a you know, sensible, nice person. Do you think that you want to get married again or you're happy being Candace and living your independent life? You know, I, I'm happy with both. I, you know, I'm, that's one of the things that I think as women, we have to figure out, we have to figure out, you know, being okay, being alone and and being okay being in a relationship because chances are we're going to you know we're going to do both um right. you know, there are times when we're going to be single and then there are times when we could be in a relationship and if the right relationship came along i'd definitely be into it you know i mean i was married for 10 years and it was fun, largely until it until it wasn't anymore. <laughs> until it wasn't, but you know, I could have just been skipping along, saying, "Hey, this is great," and I guess my husband wasn't skipping along with me. But <laughs> and he you know, should have been because he was and a he dancer. Have been. <laughs> exactly. But I'm curious. I'm talking to Candace Bushnell, who's got ten lives, not nine, ten. And all doing great. Do you now, as you said, a 60-year-old woman, do you feel lonely? Did the pandemic leave you with that feeling of I'm alone and I've got to forge a new way or just life? You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, working from home and spending a lot of time alone is something that I've always done as a writer. You know, I mean, I've just, I have had to be, you know, spend time alone. And really for the first, I would say for the, you know, for the first year of the pandemic, I was really fine mm -hmm. because it wasn't, didn't feel that different for me. It was like kind of scary. Right. But, you know, then I think it really began, you know, be, really began to, you know, I think it began to wear on all of us. And one of the things that I have noticed is that 
if I go out and spend time with people, when I wake up the next morning, I actually, I really can see a difference in my mood. So I, I feel like I've been, you know, affected the way everyone's been affected. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it is, you know, I see friends a lot, but I think a lot of it was what they called that the secondary interactions. You know, when you just go into a store and you say hello to that person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there was, you know, definitely a while when I was really feeling the effects, I would right. say. But And we had to learn how to talk again. And the worst yes. thing is clothes. Who wore shoes? Who wore clothes? We wore these. Well, you probably didn't because you always had this look, this fabulous thing. But I'm telling you, my sweats were standing up alone because I wore them every day. I never thought, what am I going to wear? There they were like, hello again. And we didn't go anywhere. So it was okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, this is actually one of the things that, that's great about doing this show at the Carlisle is I'm, I'm dressing up and mm. I encourage the audience to dress up and, you know, have a great night out because this, I mean, the, this, the Cafe Carlisle is such a great iconic room. And, you know, I just think going there is, it's always so memorable. Um, but I am going to, for each of the five performances, I'm going to try to wear a different designer and I'm really going to try to wear something fabulous, like a really fabulous party dress. That's my goal. I like that. Yeah, but that's a goal you you can do. (laughs) You know, coming back and dressing up in New York and all of that. I think people are kind of longing to do that a bit no without question and celebrating life and you're saying it doesn't matter if you're 30 40 50 60 you're breathing you're alive you've got a life go for it and you'll hear it all right candace is going to be at the carlisle it's a it's a best cabaret room i love that room and as she pointed out you can touch practically the performers, so you get a relationship with them. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it really, I mean, my goal when I first was doing this show was that I really wanted it to feel like the audience was coming to my living room. And at the Carlisle, it really is going to be like that because people are right there. And I, I love it. Now, do you write your material? I mean, now oh, yeah. that you become a legit performer, or does it just happen? Oh, no. I write it. I write it. It's, I do it all. Write it, and, you know, I'm working on my performance and acting skills. And acting's and, hard, right? It isn't just like getting up there and saying hello. It, yes. It definitely takes a certain kind of concentration. Mm-hmm which you've got. I'm talking to Candace and Bushnell. She's going to be at the Carlisle May 10th through the 14th. Now, when my kids were in school and I was still fairly young, 
54, Studio 54 was where it was at. Is there a new Studio 54? Like, do you hang out at any places with your pals or that doesn't exist anymore? It definitely does, but I, I have, I've gone to a couple of places. I've gone to a couple of places. They, they tend to be lounges where people Oppose. will dance. Oh, and then you're kidding. Supposedly right. there's a disco. I think it maybe is called Neptune or Elysium, uh-huh. which I was thinking about checking out, but I don't know. I mean, the problem with all these clubs is that they're so late at night. I know, and that's changed a lot. And that is something that has changed. I, you know, I, I don't know and if I really want to be going out at 11 o'clock at night. And yeah, or acting as if you're on the hunt. in my house. <laughs> which, which is okay. And by the way, which you know, the bar at the Cafe Carlisle, aside from where you're entertaining, both the cabaret room, the bar has become the hot bar in New York City. Oh, yeah. And it was, right? And it was always sort of fuddy-duddy, but we loved it. But now it's like it. People, I was there across the street. I saw a line, and I said to the doorman at the hotel across the street, what's that? He said, they're waiting to get into the bar at the Carlisle. Yes. It's definitely the place to go. All right. So, so in between your act, you never know who you're going to meet, Candace. A new Prince Charming, right, could be waiting for you. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the Carlisle. Continued success. I appreciate your coming to visit again. Oh, Joan, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. All the best. Talk soon. If- okay. I'm Joan Hamlin with Candace. Bye-bye with Candace Bushnell, who's going to be at the Carlisle May 10th through the 14th. She got great reviews with the first show, a whole new career for one of the really talented women. Stay tuned, everyone. Lots more here over ABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.